Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. If you'd like to turn your Bibles to, kind of you open the Bible in the middle, or if you have an electronic Bible, you can just type it in. But we're going to be teaching on Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And I really want to, well, we'll just start by reading it, but then we like to break it down. And maybe you've heard this psalm many times, but we want to break it down. It really reveals the character of God's, uh, the character of God as a shepherd, the character of God as a caretaker of our lives. And David, who was a shepherd, had intimate knowledge of what he was talking about. But if you don't know much about being a shepherd like me, we can learn a little bit about shepherds and sheep in the next few weeks. And uh, so let's look at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. So it's a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what I'd like to do is today I'd like to teach on Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. And we want to deal with the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. A German shepherd and a sheep are out on a date. The sheep's not happy, you know, right from the outset. The German shepherd said, what do you mean I'm too controlling? And the sheep said, you heard me. Someone said, look, a flock of cows. A flock of cows. And the person says, heard. What was that? Heard of cows. Well, of course I've heard of cows. There's a whole flock of them right over there. Someone said, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a sheep. You know, because we're all God's sheep. Tell your neighbor to turn back and say, so that's what I smell. Psalm 23 and verse 1. A psalm of David. The first thing that David said in talking about his God. And that's really what David is doing. He's talking about his God. And when you talk to people that have served God, they'll they'll even tell you, let me tell you about my God. And it's a personal thing. What is the difference between a Christian and someone who's not a Christian. 
Well, I would submit to you that there's one difference. And I know you can't tell on the outset some Christians who just get saved, they might look just like people who are not Christians. They might even talk somewhat like people that are not Christians. But there is a fundamental difference between a Christian or a believer and a non-Christian or a non-believer. The difference is a Christian has a relationship with God. That is what happens when you give your life to Jesus Christ. You enter in to the family of God. This is what this psalm is about. David is telling you about his relationship with the Lord. Well, the first thing he said is the Lord. Let's, let's talk about the Lord where the Bible speaks in the, in the Old Testament. Jehovah was the name of the God of Israel. So Jehovah was the national name of the God of that entire land. But in the New Testament, we have a revelation that this God of Israel was also the God of the Gentiles. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I have sheep that are not of this flock. Now, Jesus wasn't talking about sheep. He was talking about people. And I don't know if there are any Jews in here. I think we're all Gentile. A Gentile is simply someone who is not from the nation of Israel. And we have a revelation in the New Testament that this Lord is not just the Lord of Israel, but he's the Lord of the whole world. And the Bible said, for God so loved the whole world. Have you ever read the genealogy? And your genealogy, have you ever done those DNA tests and, you know, you think you're one thing or you've been told you're this, but then you find out, oh, I did not know I was this and this and this and this. And you have all of these other things in your genealogy. Have you ever read Jesus' genealogy? It's not all Jews. Do you know that there are some non-Jews in Jesus, genia. So if he took the DNA test, he wouldn't be 100% Jew. And we know of two of them. One of them was a former prostitute named Rahab. Really, she became, you can read her name in the genealogy. And another one was a Moabitess, someone from Moab called Ruth. Not a Jew. Well, why is that? I really believe, so Jesus has DNA Gentile, in, uh, DNA, uh, Gentile DNA in him, but really it was also so that Jesus could be the Lord, not just over Israel, but he's the Lord over the whole world. In fact, in Psalm 110, it says, the Lord said unto my Lord. What do you mean? They talk to each other? There's two of them? There's actually three. But the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The, we worship God in the Father. And this was the Father in Psalm 110 talking to the Son because he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And then he said, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. When Jesus rose from the dead, what did he do? He sat at the right hand of God. And the Lord that David is speaking about here is the one we preach about named Jesus, that the Bible said he was prophesied to the Jews. The word Christ means Messiah. 
It was Jesus the Messiah or Jesus the Christ. The word Christ means anointed, like anointed with oil. Well, who would they anoint with oil? A lot of times they would anoint kings with oil. So it was talking about the dominion when it says the anointed one is coming. The Lord means the king, the ruler was coming. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, and this is what they read at Christmas, right? In verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And I say that because some people say, well, Jesus was a good guy, but he wasn't God. He never said he was God. You ever hear people like that? Well, he was just a dude who walked around and had some other dudes walking around. But the Bible says that it was Jesus Christ, the Lord. And in the book of Colossians, it talks about uh, what the, so that's the gospel, the birth of Jesus Christ, and then the death of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. The Bible said that this Christ in Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says he in verse 16, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, for by him were all things created. Do you know how many stars out there are out there? You know that the Bible said he, he, he tells all the stars, he counts them all, and he calls them by their names. You know that they have the star registry where you can get to yourself na- a star named after you for $49.95 or, you know, whatever. And I, you know the thing is? I mean, go ahead and do it. I think it's kind of neat. But God's already named them. He said it, he calls them all by their names. There are so many stars out there that it would take an innumerable amount of unabridged dictionaries. There's only like 500,000 words in the dictionary. You know, there's something small, but there's, I, I don't know, the number is so big, I couldn't even tell you. They're still discovering new galaxies. They're still discovering new constellations. There's so many stars. The number is so big. We don't have words in the languages of the world to even name the stars. But God is that big. The Lord is that big. I just want to give you an idea of how big God is. The, and he keeps everything just, just exactly right. If the sun was too close, we'd all burn up. And I know it feels like that, but that's just because we're in Florida, right? The sun's not too... If the sun was just a little bit farther away, we couldn't... We, we'd all die. We'd freeze to death. But... Because it's exactly the right distance away, we are in perfect harmony in our world. The earth is just at a perfect, what, 23 degree axis. We're just kind of just, just at the right, just at the right axis. So we have the four seasons. That the moon is just enough, far enough away in orbit. If it was out of orbit or closer or farther, all of the oceans would just overrun the whole world. And if God has created... A cosmos, a place of order, not a chaos. Everything is just exactly the way that God put it there. And it's interesting. You see, we see the God because of Jesus Christ. We haven't seen the Father, but we're presented Jesus the Lord in the Gospels. You know that the sun has these invisible things called rays, the rays of the sun. 
the light and the energy that come out of the sun. Without those rays, we wouldn't be able to see the sun. Without Jesus, we wouldn't be able to see God. Jesus is like that light that came out that makes everything visible to our lives. He is our creator. And so the gospel is not only the birth, but the death and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ is also the gospel, the Lord's gospel. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. Someone says, well, no one's, Jesus never said he's God. Well, here you go. Jesus said he was God. He blasphemed, right? No, he was God. And let me tell you, he received worship. And if you receive worship and you're not God, that's blasphemy. But when they worshipped him, he didn't say, get up, get up. He received it because he is God. And over and over, he said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. That is a name for an all-governing, ruling God. And so the resurrection is the last part of the gospel, the, the, the birth, the life and death, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I am he that liveth, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18, and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Have you ever lost your keys? No? I was looking for my keys one day and I left them in the door of my house which means someone could have robbed our house and then taken our stuff to the car and then driven off. I mean, it would have made it real easy for the thieves, right? But the keys are access points to get into places, right? Well, our access point to Jesus Christ is by this thing called faith. When we trust Jesus Christ, when we make Jesus Christ our Lord, and this is how it starts out, David said the Lord, but he continues, the Lord, he wants to put who the Lord is. And then he said, he's my shepherd. God is my ruler. So David was a shepherd. And a shepherd is someone who herds sheep, right? You heard that? Right. David was also a king. But you know what David said in Psalm 23? He said, the Lord's my shepherd. He said, I'm just a sheep. There is a reality when you realize who God is and what he can do for you. You don't boast of yourself. You know how someone comes and they want to boast about themselves. Yeah, I do this and I've got this. And, and you're like, great. Look what David is boasting about. David didn't say I have this much money. And David, did, when you're a Christian, you boast about your God. He said, let me tell you about who my God is. And you know, when you hang with Jesus Christ, things work out. The Lord is my shepherd. A pastor means shepherd, so that's the minister with the oversight of a congregation. So in the book of 1 Peter, it says in verse chapter 5 and verse 2, feed the flock of God, which is among you. That's the job of a pastor. That's what I do. Do you mean a soup kitchen? No, spiritually feed the flock of God. But if you're a pastor and a Christian, there will be times when you take people food. There will be times when you do all kinds of things. Why? Because that's what pastors do. It's, it's just part of it. So feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, 
not for filthy lucre. Lucre is just gain. You know, you know, I'm I'm gonna go visit brother such and such because brother such and such lives in a gated community. Ah, be a blessing to brother such and such. You know, all the other brothers that have, you know, less nice vehicles, I'm gonna not visit them. That's filthy lucre, okay? It's just business, but it's God's business, and we don't do things for people because of what they have or don't have. But the Bible says, but of a ready mind. You're doing God's work. You're not serving people, but serving the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15 said, I'll give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You know, I'm really thankful um, that, uh, that, that Jesus didn't look at me for what I had or didn't have. Jesus isn't like that. When I came to church, I think the pastor gave me a ride to church because I didn't have a car. <laughs> and his car was nothing to look at. I think it was like a, man, it was a stick shift. And it was, I can't even remember the car, but it was like a little Toyota Corolla or something like that. But, but he brought me to church and it really touched my heart that the pastor would come and, and give me a ride to church when I had nothing to give. Well, it's not about what you can give. It's about what God can do for you. Jesus is a shepherd. So John chapter 10 is where Jesus reveals that David was talking about him, not the Father and not the Holy Ghost. If you look at John chapter 10, Jesus begins to tell his disciples in John chapter 10, the gospel of John chapter 10, verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. You know, when you read the New Testament, the Old Testament is revealed. And this is what David was talking about. He was talking about Jesus. Jesus said it. I'm that guy. I'm the guy in Psalm 23. I'm the good shepherd. And he said, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, there's lots of shepherds out there. Human trafficking is real, okay? And they have handlers, and they handle these people, and it's true. And, boy, I, I think I may have seen it, but there's no labels that I'm a trafficked person, okay? If you think slavery is is been abolished it's not true in fact there's more slaves now than when slavery was was a legal uh means of evil but it was legal there are more slaves now but they're sexual slaves it's not a racial thing it's more and it's not even a girl thing there's guys too but it's the enslavement of people and those pastors they're not spiritual pastors but they handle those people and we were traveling to conference and i was at a uh I was at a, a rest stop, like a, you know, a gas station. And I saw this one guy, he was Hispanic and he was really nicely dressed, probably in his 20s. And then there was a white guy who was probably in his 50s and something just looked off. Because the guy was looking like he wasn't gonna get the food, he was kind of hesitant to do anything. And, you know, I, what are you going to say? I mean, nothing was done wrong. There was no illegal. But brethren, I believe that there might have been something going on there. And my point is there's bad people out there. Jesus said that there are shepherds out there that aren't good. He says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There's people out there that they would love to have their way. Okay. But then he said, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now it's interesting. 
Have you ever watched some videos about shepherds? Sheep are some interesting, some interesting creatures, right? And as we'll see later in Psalm chapter 20, Psalm 23, humans are a lot like sheep. They have the herd mentality and they go with peer pressure. So I'm no dumb animal. <laughs> the Bible says you are. <laughs> have you ever read Isaiah? All we like sheep. Have you ever read that? Have gone astray. I'm no sheep preacher. Well, the Bible says that we act like them sometimes. But Jesus, thank God, is the good shepherd. And I've watched some videos. You know, there's one thing about Jesus that when Jesus came, he, we're created in his image. No, there's something about animals. And I know you think you can talk to your pets, okay? But it's not the same. So, oh no, my, my dog is really smart, preacher. We talk. No, no, it's not the same, okay? Because you can go to your dog and go, you're such a dumb dog. You're so dumb. And it would jump and be like, oh, oh, yes, I am. Oh, yes. Oh. Right? You're not going to communicate. Now, yes, I understand. There's some level, okay? But God made you to communicate with you on an intelligent level. And when God speaks to our heart, uh, the Bible says, when Jesus is talking about being a shepherd, he said, my sheep know my voice. And he said, and another they will not follow. I watched this video about shepherds and we're dealing with the Lord is my shepherd. There was a video and it had these people. It was outside, right? You can find it on YouTube. And there were some sheep out there and they just let these random people go and try to call the sheep. And so you'd see these people out there going, knock it, knock it, knock it, knock and, and, and everyone's laughing because, it, and then they had another person go up and, and the sheep are just grazing, paying no mind to the silly humans, right? Well, then the fourth person that went up was the actual shepherd, the farmer. And he went up there and he said something nonsensical, all right? It was the sheep call, right? But he said it a few times and it's only like a two minute video, you can find it. And all the sheep start to, and they're far out in the pasture. They all start to look up and they all start to make noise. And then they all start to converge on their pastor, their shepherd. Why? They recognize his voice. You know that when Jesus comes into our life, God will begin to deal with you. And you'll recognize a voice. Say, so how do you know it's God? You just know that it's God. Well, what does God sound like? I don't know like what he would sound like if he spoke audibly, but I don't know if it's James Earl Jones. My son. I don't know if he has a British accent. Okay, he always sounds like he's some British actor. With a deep voice like this, this is God. <laughs> when he spoke to Elijah, he spoke with a still, small voice. God doesn't have to yell. He has all the authority, right? He can just whisper and God can get the message through. But the sheep knew their shepherd. You know that one of the great blessings of being a Christian is that that shepherd, he'll speak to you. you. Say, well, preacher, it's so confusing. You know, there was another video I saw. I couldn't, I looked for it. I couldn't find it. A tourist in Israel saw these two big flocks of sheep, not flocks of cows. I've heard of them, but not flocks of cows, flocks of sheep. And, and they went down and they were, they were, they were uh, drinking. 
and there were two different herds or flocks. And they went down and they were all co-mingled in there and they were drinking water in like a stream or something. And the tourist has got his camera out and he goes, how in the world are they going to separate all of these sheep? And uh, he, just, he just had his camera out there. And then when the shepherd was ready to go, you heard, you know, the call of the shepherd. And it was amazing. The two flocks... You couldn't identify the sheep, but the sheep knew who their shepherd was. And they just began to follow their shepherd. And you know, they follow the shepherd because the shepherd takes care of them. David said, I shall not want. Now, I'm not saying if you, be, if you serve God as a Christian, there are going to be times where they're <laughs> you're going to face some tough times, okay? Didn't Jesus say in the world, you'll have what? He said tribulation. You're going to face it, okay? So you're going to have times when it's, you know, you're going to struggle. So I'm not going to say it's going to be, what do they call it, unicorns and rainbows when you serve Jesus Christ. But the Bible makes a declaration, and David said this. And it's even written, it said, uh, I, was, I was young and I'm now old. And, and two things have I not seen. The righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. He said, I've been looking you know, I've always seen God take care of Christians. I was listening to this preacher, and he said he befriended someone at the gym, the gymnasio, right? And uh, they got to talking. I think it was in New York. And the guy that the preacher befriended said, you like basketball? I said, yeah, I like basketball. I said, you want to come see a game, like an NBA game? He's like, yeah. So he meets this guy. He doesn't know who he is down at this stadium and they start walking in but then they start walking into all these like restricted areas where they're checking like badges and everything and the doors just keep opening and he keeps following this guy because the preacher has no access right and he's just following the guy and they go past all of these checkpoints and eventually he goes like you know they get into like this back area that's all restricted and he looks at the guy the preacher said who are you and he said, I'm the son of the owner. <laughs> and the preacher brought that back to being a Christian. You know what? If you stay with the son, <laughs> if you stay with Jesus, and that's what the preacher said, I'm with him. I'm just him. You know what? As a Christian, I'm with Jesus. If you stay with the shepherd, Jesus has all power given unto him in heaven and in earth. The Bible says that he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And who did Paul say that was going to be by? By Christ Jesus. That the power of the shepherd was not only to lead us, but Paul said he's going to make and supply all of your needs. And in one of the exciting times, I became a full-time preacher in 2019. I remember the first one that asked me, he didn't even know I'd become a preacher, a full-time preacher, was Lewis. And he goes, Pastor Bigelow, because I had a, I was bivocational, had a job during the day pastor at night and Lewis said pastor and I, I didn't told anybody he said I know you're a pastor but what else do you do I mean you know, he said it's something like that do you have an occupation do you have a day job and I looked at him and that would have answered him differently any other year you know any other time and I said um 
Just the pastor. <laughs> just, just, what, what does that mean? That means that I trust God for all of the needs in my life. Financial needs, all the other needs. And so in 2020, something happened, right? We were getting ready to go on a trip overseas to France and Norway, back to the roots of our genealogy. COVID happened. Oh. See, I was getting ready to go soul winning and people didn't want you at their door because the, the COVID was going to get you, you know? Like the rhythm is going to get you, well, the COVID is going to get you. So then we had church outside and then that schedule changed. And then, you know, and I just became full time. So what'd you do? I'll go back and get a job, right? No, I say, well, God, it's time to trust the shepherd. And then we came out of COVID. I'm like, finally. And then inflation hit. <laughs> What's going on? It's time to trust the shepherd. And I, I just, in the reason that I believe, say, well, preacher, it's no fun. No, it's no fun. But you know what? I believe God lets me go through it so that you can look at me and say, wow, God's taking care of him. And my costs, just like your costs, they've gone up. But brethren, God's faithful. And if people can look at the preacher and say, well, if God can take care of him, he can take care of me. That's what God wants you to see. Because God, he said, I shall not want. God is going to take care of me because he's that kind of shepherd. I remember that there was a brother. Uh, his actual name was Brother Bean. Some of you know him. You know Brother Bean. Say, how you Bean? But um, he was talking about how God would move when people would speak in faith. And so he was in this service, and this preacher was preaching. And this preacher said, if you don't give in the offering, this was just the preacher's, I'm not, I don't, but he said, if you don't give in the offering, God will get a homeless person to come in and give in the offering. And as soon as he said that, now the eyewitness told me this, like Brother B, he said this, the door opened and a guy who looked like he was a homeless guy came to the altar and like put money on the altar and walked out. <laughs> do these things happen? When you trust the shepherd, they absolutely do. And it wasn't for the sake of anything but God honoring his word. God will honor his word. And if you trust God by faith, God loves it when people trust him in faith. He said, the Lord's going to lead me. He said, I'm going to be okay. And then, where well, I'm out of time, but God's going to begin to, he's going to begin to deal. You've already read the psalm. We're going to begin in verse, what he makes me to do. God is a leading God. And when God begins to change your life, you know what God's going to do? If you lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, because he's the shepherd, right? He'll direct your paths. And you know what? He'll direct your paths in the ways of righteousness and the ways of blessing. And you know what? The work of righteousness, the Bible said, is going to be peace. God's going to give you peace, even in inflation, even in medical problems, even if it's like my wife had one thing and she beat that and then the other thing popped up. What's next? I don't know, but I know this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God's going to take care of you. God is faithful. He's a faithful shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And let me tell you, he'll give his life for the sheep. As I'm getting ready to close, there was a man who was stoned named Stephen. They didn't like his preaching and they threw rocks at him until he died. But there's one thing I want you to notice. It says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. But when Stephen looked up, you know what he saw? 
he saw the glory of God. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. So he saw the, the glory of God, which is the Father. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. And he saw Jesus. But notice something a little different. Jesus was not sitting at the right hand of God. The Bible said in the book of Acts that Jesus was standing. Now, I don't know how big Jesus' biceps were, but I wonder if Jesus was like, oh, I might need to go down there. But instead, God let his will be done. Stephen was martyred. But I bet when Stephen came up there, God just received him. He was already standing, son, you're home. And you know what? Jesus is a good shepherd. He gives his life for the sheep. You won't fail by trusting him. Let's, let's dismiss in prayer. Brother Velez, could you dismiss us in prayer? The Lord is my shepherd. Make him yours.